Oh, okay. Mm. Sounds like we're doing a bunch of coke before we start recording. It guys. does. It does exactly <laughs> what it sounds like. Bang heads on table. <laughs> oh, this is gonna be the snippet. This is gonna be great. <laughs> oh please no. Oh Jesus! Why did I wait till we recorded to do that? The FBI mom. guy who's watching me, I don't actually do cocaine. Yet. You live in Florida. Everything is made of cocaine. Is cocaine That's a, true. Cocaine isn't a federal crime. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Not consumption. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. Okay. In the U.S.? Really? It's a federal crime mm-hmm. to consume cocaine. Yes. yes. Bro. It's a control one substance. Girl. <laughs> one substance to rule them all. <gasps> one substance to rule to them all. Them. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome everyone to Anime Club After Dark, where we just reference a bunch of movies and talk about cocaine. We don't yeah. we don't talk English, we talk references. everyone and welcome to anime club after dark the podcast that delves into all things anime manga and otaku culture related i'm your host alex but you can call me senpai and joining me tonight i have everyone i have our czar of source material john call me tony montana (laughs) (laughs) why do you have a little friend (laughs) shut up they say it's average (laughs) (laughs) we have our poster extraordinaire nitai Ah, uh, yes, I am the Great Pretender. <laughs> Just laughing and gay like a clown. <laughs> and we have our chivalry of Shoten Shotaro. If my pussy like girls, is my pussy gay? Happy Pride. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> See, we're going strong it. with the list there, right, show? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh shit! I, 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 it was so damn hard for me to get through that that fucking intro. By the way, because Dude, I just kept it. thinking of what was going on beforehand. Snorting oh, cocaine. Jesus. Thou shall not speak. Some of it. The devil. Some, yeah. No. <laughs> some of it may end up as a snippet. I don't know at the beginning of this. So uh, if you heard that, you're welcome. <laughs> you thank John for it. <laughs> Boy. nice meme nice meme there's you know there's so much stuff that goes on before we start recording that a lot of people don't hear or see for a good and i feel like if they for yeah for very good reason some of the stuff that we the jokes that we make are not safe for the public consumption for the podcast Uh, is dark and full of terror Yes, uh, but I feel like maybe one day, like maybe like when when we want to stop doing the podcast, we release all those like recordings we have and stuff we done beforehand. Uh, I like, I like this. not going to prison, Alex. So let's not do that. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. 
Uh, but anyway, uh, we've gotten together this night. We're going to talk about um, something that is very important when you're watching anime, and that's the very first episode. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the things that make up a really good first episode of an anime, and then we're also going to talk about uh, some of our very favorite first episodes or opening scenes of of an anime. Um, I would like to point out that, I mean, even though we are talking about only stuff that appears in the first episode of an anime, some of the stuff we are going to talk about could be considered spoilers if you haven't seen these animes. So uh, we'll definitely be sure to mention the title of the anime before we start talking about it. But I guess consider this your warning if you are a stickler for spoilers. Warning for all the anime. Yeah, we will. We, we may be talking about certain twists or uh, revelations that do come about in the first episode of the anime that we talk about. Um, and if you don't want to hear us talking about specific anime because you're scared of spoilers, there are timestamps in the description below. You can just skip through them. I wonder who does those timestamps. Natai, do you know? Hmm, I wonder who could it be? I wonder too. <laughs> All right, enough of jerking each other off. <laughs> <laughs> All across the ocean. All right, so, so getting into it though, I what are like what are some of the elements that actually do make for compelling first episodes or opening scenes of an anime for you guys? Drama. Give me that drama. drama. No, you got to say it right. It's drama. Is that a reference to something? No, but it's like it sounds sassy. No, it's like drama. <laughs> drama Lord game. I. I hate drama in the very first episode of shows because it's like, oh, it's going to be one of those shows where they're going (laughs) to obviously do cliffhangers every fucking episode. You don't like cliffhangers every episode? (laughs) Listen, listen. Next time on Dragon Ball Z. It's just a cheap way to keep making me watch. Not to say that I'm not going to keep watching because I'm here for the drama, but I'm just saying I hate it. I hate it and I... But I keep watching it. But I hate it. You love to hate it, and you hate to love it. Yeah, it's actually, like crack though. with cane. You hate it, but you can't stop coming back. <laughs> See the thing. The thing with drama in, in the first episode, like I'm okay with them hinting at the drama that's to come. I don't want them to introduce all of the drama in the first episode, though. I want mm. it like I feel like some of the best first episodes have a holy shit, what the fuck, oh my god moment, like. There's, like, some drama. It doesn't have to be, like, a cliffhanger. It can be, like, anywhere in the episode. But, like, yeah. some shit has to go down. Yeah. It needs that, like, that that one moment where you're, like, oh, where you're, like, you realize you're into, like, a, like a, something really special. Like, a good example is, I think, the first... Was it the first episode? I think it is. Uh, in Code Geass, the first time... I mean, <laughs> spoilers. But the first time Lelouch uses his power, <laughs> that's a really big moment, like... Oh, oh, and then of course the show then builds upon it with more like twists and turns along the way. But that sort of like sets the tone for the rest of the show about the energy of the show and how you sort of like react to it because you're like, holy shit, that was fucking cool. I want to see how, where it goes next. And I think that in general is like, at least to me, what I'm looking for in a in in a first episode is like, like the show sets a tone for me. Like, another good example of it would be Cowboy Bebop. Like, the first few seconds of that show are just, like, a, are, are a flashback of Spike walking in the rain with this, like, with, the, with these roses in hand, walking up to that church, and then just 
fucking blazing dudes with his with his rifle, you know? And it's like and fucking <laughs> green bird starts playing and you're just yeah. like, oh, man. It's like it's, it's super like, you know, it's super it sets the tone instantly and then the rest of the episode also builds on that very melancholic tone. Um it's it's fucking great. I love that first episode. Cowboy Bebop has to have one of the most cinematic opening episodes yes. of anime I've ever seen. Yeah, agreed. That Cowboy Bebop episode, was that a flash forward at the beginning? Flashback. Yeah. A flashback. Honestly, It's a I flashback to the time he left the... Uh, that I, I hate when anime start with flashbacks or flash forwards. It just pisses me off so much <laughs> because it just, I, it's just out of context. No, no matter what they do, it's out of context until you've finish watching the entire episode or the entire show and go back and look at it so i'm like why are you why are you dumping this info on me now like uh, just just fast forward <laughs> i don't, I don't even know who this. these people are like, like who the fuck are on? you guys why do you matter <laughs> i mean i kind of understand because i hate shows that start at the end at the beginning like why why would you show me what's gonna everything's gonna culminate to the ending part you know i'm like i hate that don't do that. Just show me what happens and then show me the ending. Don't show Which, me the ending and then know, cut to the, like, go back to the beginning. Like, it's stop. funny you say that. This isn't an anime example that I'm about to give. It's actually a video game. But it's a it's an example of something that does that exact thing, but I actually love it to death, and it's Halo Reach. Because that's you go in knowing exactly how it's going to end because you see the ending in the very first like few seconds. Yeah, like, but that works, though. It can work if you do it right. It, but it, all right, so first of all, Halo Reach is because you're playing the game, so you actually experience the buildup, mm. which is completely different from That's watching true. it. Yeah, you know, when you're watching it, you're looking for the climax, and if you see the climactic scene from the beginning, it kind of goes all downhill from there, in my opinion. Like mm. it's hard to like. There's just so many shows that do that, and I just hate it. I hate it especially when they just do like a little a little like snippet of like people talking and you have no idea what happened. Like you have no context yeah, and you have no like... idea what the scene is. I'm just like, what was the point of including that in there? Like it does nothing. I will say if you're talking about like opening scenes like the first few seconds of, of an anime or really any kind of uh serialized work, it could be a regular live action TV show as well. I actually don't like it either when like the opening scene is literally just two characters talking about something and you have no context for what they're talking about. I, I I don't like that because I find that just very distracting. It could I'm be like, engaging though. Like there's the so f- many goddamn questions going through my mind. Like, wh- who are these people? Why are they talking? What the fuck are they talking about? Oh, I don't care anymore. <laughs> and that's not to say that there aren't shows that don't do it well because there mm. definitely are. Like Berserk, for example, it starts off with a flash forward. Well, it's 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 in the present and then it does a flashback thing. But I mean, I don't mind having it i don't mind having flashbacks or flash forwards mm. it's just that when literally the climax of your season like if we're just this is strictly just anime like i don't know magical girl raising project was that the was that the anime where it shows like the battle royale thing and we see who wins in the very oh beginning? yeah you see who wins at the very end at the very beginning yeah and i'm just like why i know who wins like why would i watch this the first fucking three minutes and 30 seconds i know who wins wait so here's the thing here's the thing though i I have to defend that because i actually genuinely love magical raising project the thing about it is is the anime only really encompasses the first uh battle royale and there are others that happen that the anime never covers and that's where the real story is 
Oh. It's not about who wins. It's about who dies and how painful they die. John. Uh, okay, you know oh. what? You know what? <laughs> um, And I, you know, it, it's just like, I get it. Just like when you're writing a, a novel or something or a story, you need to have a hook. And a lot of people like using dramatic scenes and like, mm-hmm. oh, look at what the climax holds. You guys should stay for the ride. But more oftentimes than not, I'm just turned off by that because I'm like, if you have to show me the climax of your show to try to get me hooked to watch your show, you're doing a very bad job of getting mm. me to watch your show. Like, okay, very no. rarely will I look at a show for the first, like, couple minutes and be like, oh, this isn't interesting me, and then just turn it off. Like, I'm going to watch the first episode, and then by the end of that, I'll decide whether to keep going. And so you don't have to, like, dump all the crazy stuff at the very first 30 seconds that makes no sense. Like, you can dump it where it's appropriate. I mean... Yeah. Now, I want to ask for the, 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 the three of you, like, because I have a three-episode rule for most anime I start watching. So like I will usually give most anime at least three episodes to get to get my attention. Do you guys do the same thing? No. No. Okay. <laughs> I'm just no. thinking I used to. Like I'm yeah, thinking as well. of the shows that okay, for example, ReZero, which I obviously really mm. like. Um, I believe the very first 30 seconds are a flash forward to later in the episode with like people like screaming and dying of blood everywhere and like people having a conversation with each other and it makes no sense at the time and if they just did not include that scene at all and then they just played the episode as it normally was it would have just it would have been fine i don't know why they had to include that so i'm saying like Uh, if uh. in shows that are already strong (laughs) where i already would have watched it it would have been better if they didn't include the flash forward at the beginning i think it's less i feel like re-zero well go ahead no, I was about to say, like, very clearly. again, I think it comes down to, like, when you start a show, you want to set a tone for your audience. It's like, so the first thing you see, it's like, oh, shit, this guy is getting butchered. And, like, what's going on? And he's looking for, he's, like, trying to save this girl. And it's, especially with Rizzo, I think that's what's brilliant about it. And then, like, interject these scenes of him before he, is, he gets transported, you know? And you get that sort of contrast of him in his dull life and then when he's, like, being murdered. I think that works to set the tone for the rest of the show because it keeps that momentum and that intensity for most of the series. You can set the tone in different ways. Like, in ReZero's uh, uh, first episode when he's in the grocery store, you know, they could have panned to a television uh, set in the grocery store where, like, someone's been brutally murdered or, like, there could be some really creepy dialogue. Like, you don't need to flash forward and confuse us. That could have no, no. I I see I see what shows say. No, I see what you're saying. They could have made that a very interesting match cut. Like if you in the, I think it was a convenience store, not a grocery store. Is in, but if they had a a, um, a TV that had like a, a news report of a brutal murder, and then all of a sudden, like you as a as a viewer are looking at it, and then it's a match cut to him being brutally murdered in the other world. That would have been awesome. That's the same thing. But your issue was of them like showing you like sort of the end of the episode at the beginning that doesn't solve your issue with it i'm not talking about match cut i'm just like just show the tv like maybe the uh store manager says something really creepy or something or maybe he bumps into someone and it's like a really creepy encounter like i i really don't like the flash forward it's just confusing it pulls it breaks my immersion like i'm trying to watch a show you're just giving me out of order i okay I maybe know. that's it's just built, a personal thing intrigue. but i really hate it i really hate it yeah like, obviously <laughs> 
Oh man, if you guys really like this, you guys need to listen to our ReZero spoiler cast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I think that ReZero is a bit of an interesting uh, example, though, because it its first episode is an hour long, which doesn't happen mm. a lot in anime. So you're given you know, double the amount of time to actually introduce everything. Um, so I don't know if that plays into like how it was done or if it plays into your enjoyment of it. Because personally for me, I mean, I don't care about runtime. All I care really is about an interesting story. Mm. And like, I watched the first episode of ReZero and by the end of it, I felt like it went by so fast. I'm like, was this really a double length episode? I know, right? Because it, it, it throws so much at you all at and once. Because ReZero never gives you a time to breathe. There's always something happening. There's always mm. people talking to each other. It always keeps you engaged. So it goes by quickly. Mm-hmm. I just want to say that um, I tried to not look at the runtime because when I do see that it's going to be like a feature length episode, I'm like, no, I don't want to watch it. <laughs> it, it turns me off because I'm like, Ugh, I have to sit here for an hour to watch this. Like, I thought it was going to be 20 minutes. What the fuck? But um, I felt the same way about ReZero. I actually really liked the first episode because I was just like, yo, what the fuck is going on? Like, <laughs> okay, like, what, what is, what's happening? And, like, the cool thing about that beginning is also, like, it shows you him dying, but it doesn't spoil the fact that, like, the, it doesn't spoil his ability until, like, the midpoint of the episode. So, at the beginning, mm-hmm. you're watching it, it's like, oh, shit, he's already dead. Okay, because, like, if you're completely blind to the show, you don't know really what's going to happen. So, I think it still works as, like, sort of a tease for what's to come. And, and again, setting the tone of, oh, shit, people are going to die in this show. Okay, let's see what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's like... There's a lot of things that like at play that I think really make that opening really stick with you. Oh yeah. yeah, for sure. I mean, it definitely sells itself really well in that first episode. Even John, who has come to absolutely despise ReZero, will admit the first episode's really good. Yeah. Oh, don't get a lot of these. A lot of the shows on our list here, I actually love the opening episodes. Like, there's opening scenes that I love in each opening episode, and I'm just like, oh man, I like it. And then I finished watching it, and I hate it. So <laughs> that happens. That is true. Uh, <laughs> the first episode might be the best episode, and that, yeah, that is very true. And sadly, I think in a lot of anime, that's more often the case. And a similar thing with the flash forward with Rezero at the very beginning. There's this recent anime called Two Four Three High School Boy Volleyball Club, where the very first scene is like a flash forward, and then you have the episode. Um, and it's very confusing at the very beginning, and they did not need to do the flashboard at the beginning, and I was I was really annoyed. But I did really like the first episode because something dramatic happens. Um, there is like someone dies, basically. I won't give any more context. Um, which I was joking is before really, I started recording. I didn't mean it. Which is really, <laughs> <laughs> it's really off field because this is a sports anime so i don't expect people to die so i'm like what what is happening i don't know what's happening but that was like what hooked me in to watch the rest of the anime but it would have been perfectly Mm. fine if they didn't put the flash forward at the beginning which was super confusing i okay i think it just might be me because i just really hate it it just confuses Uh, me you know (laughs) that well what you i think it's interesting given the context of the show because you know you go in expecting a sports anime and and I in very few sports anime I can think of does any character die? Yeah. Well, because a lot of sports anime are always like power, of friendship, bonds, and like Nakama. just absurdity, right? Yeah, Nakama. 
Ore wa Nakama. Yeah, it's it's very it's very much along those shonen lines, like, and you don't really it, it, it's a sports, and usually it's set in a high school, so you really don't expect these characters to keel over and die. So I think it, in that case, it may have been like it really played with your expectations a lot. Like you're going in expecting this this heartwarming or you know power friendship esque sports anime, and you got death. Honey, yeah. you got to surprise me. You got to hit me from left field. All right. So speaking of hitting you from left field and sports anime, I kind of just wanted to talk a little bit about um, Kuroke's No Basket. Oh <laughs> my god! It is, it is. If you've ever seen a, a sports anime and it's about basketball, and you ever wondered, hey man, what would it be like if we had like Dragon Ball Z type of shit while they're playing <laughs> basketball, doing impossible things? That's the show for you, man. I fucking. I love Kuroke's No Basket because of how absurd it is. Like, the first episode, it's like, <laughs> this guy is just super good at fucking basketball. Whoa, how, how did he crossfit? Whoa, <laughs> Nani. <laughs> yeah, it's like, want, it's like the fucking... <laughs> I want John like to in my D. life. Because <laughs> well, I'm gonna narrate it like I'm in fucking initial D, like the guy. Nani kansai drifto. It's the most like, anime sports anime that there is. Yes, it is it's so great because of that. <laughs> and shit like that is also memorable, where it's just like what you're just not expecting it, like. <laughs> Uh, one that's just the perfect example is Zombieland Saga. Yeah, mm. boy. Now, <laughs> no, so they went they went in so damn deep on that that they they had like confused everybody as to what the show was actually going to be about because leading up to that the premiere of Zombieland oh, Saga, so like good. both Annie Char and Mal had listed it as a horror anime, like horror, suspense, psychological, and like the second the first episode dropped, it's like comedy slice life idol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. So in the first fucking two minutes of the episode, oh, our main character beautiful. girl, main one of the main character girls, is like, "Oh no, I'm late for school. Run out <laughs> with my pawn in my mouth. Yeah." And then fucking gets hit by a goddamn truck, dude. <laughs> like, and then it just like, cuts to metal music. Fuck? Yeah. Then it's metal music, and she wakes up, and there's a fuck ton of zombies everywhere. I was like, "Holy shit! Are they about? Is she about to like have a battle royale with zombies, like trapped in this prison or something?" <laughs> And it's like, no, it's just a comedy about zombie idols. And I'm like, what the, what the fuck, dude? That first performance. My so dude, much. that first performance no, is it's, amazing. It's, 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 a com- it's a comedy series about zombie idols <laughs> with a constant cameo appearance by Mamoru Miyano as himself. <laughs> go, 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 go. Go, 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 go. It's one of the funniest things. And see, and that's why I'm like, you don't need, if they did a flash forward there, it would have been really fucking stupid where we saw mm. them at the end. Mm-hmm. But. Mm-hmm. Shows that like to fuck with your expectations like that and just like just they just go full on, you know, gas pedal down, balls to the wall. Like we're just going to go crazy with it. I love it. Like it's just so stupid and I love it. And I like, and we mean like actually subverting expectations, not in like a Ryan Johnson esque way of like oh, let's just go. make it really shitty. I mean like actually subverting your expectations and like you go in expecting one thing and you get this other thing, but it still makes sense. Yeah, and and then we have something on the opposite spectrum, like Goblin Slayer, where it Mm. seems like it's going to be just another 
fan, high fantasy, like, slice of life, ghostly goblins in an adventure world town. And it's like, nope, murder and rape. First yeah. 10 minutes. Was that, uh, a, I was that were, a good was first a episode or who... a bad first episode? <laughs> I love the first I, episode of Goblin Slayer. Uh, I think it, it was... Whatever. I liked it just because... Well, the tone that was set up for Goblin Slayer in the manga, at least when I read it, is that it's going to be a fucked up world. Right? Mm. So... It, the anime, I don't know why it seems so innocent in the beginning, because I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. This <laughs> <laughs> is about raping and killing and goblins and stuff, man. Like, shit. <laughs> the first 30 seconds, it seems like this basic generic fantasy thing, and there's, like, this happy music playing and, like, this, you know, non-assuming, like, background noise, and all of a sudden, murder and rape. See, that's that's the issue, at least with the... Like, I don't know how it went in the manga, but that's my issue with the anime, because it started with this tone of it being grim and dark. It was like, okay, sure, I can, I can dig it, and then it never comes close to that tone for the rest of the show for some reason. I'm like, aw. Like, yeah, you set, like you set a really cool tone it. I'm into, but then you don't follow up on that. That was my issue yeah, with it. Yeah, and, and again, and that's part of the whole, like, we need to do shock value and all this and that to try to get people mm. retained. So one, as in Zombieland Saga, does it really well, and it keeps that energy up throughout the entire fucking series. Mm. And then you have shows like Goblin Slayer where it does it to show you, oh, this is not your grandma's bedtime stories, kids. <laughs> <laughs> and then this isn't fucking... your uncle's D and D. It might be your uncle's D and D. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Oh, God, run from the uncle. <laughs> uh... But my point is like your creepy uncle's D and D. Oh God. That was implied, Alex. You didn't have to repeat it, but no. My point that. is just that Goblin Slayer. Uh, it's it's the one of the like. Here's the hook, and then it doesn't deliver for the rest. I, I just wanted to mention that as well, since I I thought about it. And I was like, oh yeah, there's that. Mm. Um, specifically for me, when it comes to opening scenes or opening anime, I listen a lot to the soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> we know you're a you're a sound whore. I I love music. I love sound design. And let me talk like about noise. Overlord. Let me fucking talk about Overlord, the <laughs> first episode. Go. So, as everyone knows by now, I love Overlord. I love the light novels. I I think the anime is not great, but it's it's all not terrible either. The but one thing I love, okay. the one thing I love about Overlord eh. is the goddamn soundtrack. Mm. Holy shit! The first episode of Overlord has basically like a third of their uh the track list playing oh, in all scenes and i'm just like yeah like it has the um when at the very beginning it has the that melancholy like song that plays whenever he's like in deep thought or something sad happens <laughs> and it's like boom 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 and i'm just like oh i feel sad <laughs> and then then it goes to like the end where they're doing the the allegiance pledge thing to Ions, like pledging their loyalty to him, and it's like the fucking bone, b- bone daddy music. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> dun, dun. And I was like, oh yeah! <laughs> and uh, you even you even get to see the uh, the opening song, Clatanoia, which oh, is a really so good, good opening song mm. by OXT. So like, it, it just has everything in it that made me want to watch it. And it's what made me get into the light novel and the manga and stuff, so. Mm. Like, it did its fucking job, dude. After the first episode, I was like, I'm hooked. 
I'm in. I think just um, Code Geass also has a similar appeal that the OST in the very first episode really made the the episode for me because it made the scene so much more tense, especially with the whole terrorist situation. Mm. Um, the OST that was mm-hmm. playing during that just made the situation just like exponentially more interesting to watch and more tense. And I, it really did. I think they use the OST really well uh, in Code Geass. Yeah. Because um, it's yeah, especially in that first episode, yeah, and same thing with uh, Attack on Titan when like the the main you know climax of that first episode happens. You know the OST is there to fucking back it up. The OST takes and it's no fucking Solano just going hard. Yeah, you know Solano. what I was gonna say. I, I was gonna say as much as I might detest Attack on Titan, I will give it credit where credit is due. It has never slipped on its OST not a single time. No. Nope. Okay, and I just want to mention. That basically anything Hiroyuki Sawano touches, the first episodes are always interesting, but the oh, rest for of the sure. true, true. usually fails to deliver. <laughs> because I'm thinking of like um, all I'll the other zero? ones that yeah, all Noah Zero. I love the first three episodes. W- weren't those written by um, Gen Urobuchi? Yes, two. I know the first two at least were written by Gen Urobuchi, and then like, yeah. everyone was <laughs> looking at him were... after the rest of the show sucked. He's like, I didn't touch it. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah. Wow, the episodes that Gen Urobuchi made were actually great, and then the rest were shit. <laughs> but uh, I'm trying to. What was the other one? The one that was like a reverse isekai where they summoned the, the recreators. World and recreators. Yeah, yeah. Recreators. Same thing where Hiroyuki Sawano was on the soundtrack, and the first episode's like, oh, oh, Hiroyuki Sawano's hyping the shit out of it. And then you watch the second episode, you're like, what happened? <laughs> It's been 15 minutes. What happened? Yeah, uh, but yeah, like I think I think you're right. Just about any any anime that has Hiroyuki Sawano doing the soundtrack, the first episode of the first few minutes are probably going to be pretty epic. Yeah, and it's it sets the tone, it sets the immersion, and it's just it's a really good way to sink me into it. You know, just like show I like immersion. You can talk about like the OPs and the EDs too for drawing you in and making you want to watch more. That's a I know, different episode, I, Alex. I know it is, but I, I just wanted to bring it up because I know there's been at least one anime uh, that John only oh watched because of either an OP or an ED. Okay. Sometimes anime don't grab my attention, but sometimes the music does, and I stick around for the music. You sad, sad man. <laughs> it It is very sad. And when... <laughs> In that episode where I talked about it and Cho was like, why didn't you just go watch it on YouTube? Like, I didn't even consider it. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I never Are considered Are you living in, like, 9090? Like, <laughs> girl, just put it on YouTube. Shut up. Hey, Listen, hey, I didn't think John, about it. welcome to the 21st century. Oh, shut up. Um, guys. Just, like, to touch on, again, about the whole sound thing, uh, I think another show that really nailed that sort of, like, that hooks you in through, like, with the sound itself was uh, made in abyss. I think like the first time you mm. hear that that like I can't remember the name of that track, but whatever with the vocals, when the sun rises, that whole moment itself, it's it's like it's so full of wonder, and the music is awesome, and the animation looks amazing. The background, it's like it all comes together to like give you that moment of whoa, like I'm watching something really fucking cool. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. And you know, we've already talked about it, but Cowboy Bebop soundtrack. <laughs> Yeah, of course. Yoko Fucking Kano, Tank, dude. the opening. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, Yoko Kano. But yeah, I don't think there's ever been an anime where the OP or ED has like made me watch the show. I mean, like it's a nice <laughs> peripheral, but it's not like gonna make me watch the show. 
but I would you would you agree that there's sometimes you see it in the first episode either an OP or an ED that's like it's definitely a, a nice addition. I I don't know if this was in the first episode, but I know that the OP for like a lot of shonen anime where like uh, I'm specifically thinking Fire Force that OP was like so good and like it's so mm. like. In those shonen anime where like they like dump all the budget into the action into the scenes in the OP, <laughs> yeah. that's like yeah. that is really like a good. It's like it sets the tone. It like it's really uh, gratifying to watch. I think Seraph of the End also does that as well. Um, so I guess in those situations it does help. Um, but OP's OP's setting the tone in the first episode sounds like every single part of JoJo, doesn't it, Natai? Mm, every single OP in JoJo hooks you in, dude. <laughs> and it hap- it, it like resets you. It's like every time a new OP comes on, it's like, oh, I need to watch this show. Oh, dummy. Every time. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I mean, dude, I remember it was someone like... you guys. <laughs> I, I mean, I remember watching, I think it was... Uh, I think it was Bloody Stream. Like, with no context, someone showed me oh, yeah. Bloody Stream, second OP of JoJo. I'm like, whoa, That's the first one. JoJo! Yeah, but. JoJo's. JoJo's. It's so unique. It's so different. It's like, honestly, there's like nothing like it. That, like, all of the OPs, especially like the first four ones where they were like entirely made in CG, you know? That also and really good, good CG. Good Let's CG. be clear, good CG. But John mentioned Overlord, uh, like uh, mentor Overlord. I think that's also an OP I watched before I knew of the show. Someone sent me that OP. It's like, oh, it's really good. Mm. It looks really cool. I'm like, oh, I guess I'll watch it now uh, because again, like some OPs do, like are that good that they can hook you in, hook you into watching a show you have no interest in watching. And then you have oh, some sure. OPs. Yeah. And then you have some OPs where at first I remember watching Your Line April. And at first watching that opening, I was like, is this show for me? Is it? It's a bit too cheerful <laughs> for my taste. I mean, eventually it became one of my favorites. But at first I, I remember, distinctly remember watching like, mm, I don't think this is for me. It, this, is ain't, this is not for me. Nope. So it can have like a reverse effect. You could say the same thing about um, the OPs and ETs for March comes in like a lion mm. because like they really set the tone for how stylized the anime is going to be. March comes in like a lion. That first episode, dude, is so good because it starts out like um, super melancholic and super depressing and the music in that show is so beautiful. It's like it draws you in and that first moment of the show is like as Ray is standing beneath the bridge and they're all like the animation stuff is black and white. It's very harsh colors. It's it's so good. And that first episode on its own, I can talk about it for ages. It's that good. It's so good at like putting you in the head of Ray and like the sort of the daily life lives he goes through or whatever. It's that episode is great. Thinking about it, you know, the Yuri on Ice OP kind of made the first episode for me. Like, that was a fucking <laughs> epic OP. I died for that OP. So I'll give, I, I, I'll I'll give, give you I'll, that there's, one. There's some exceptions. Oh, I will give Yuri on Ice that. All right. Were you born I, to I, make I, history? Yes. <laughs> yes, queen. Where queen? Yes, queen. But you know what? He says that, but I know how to make his eyes roll into the back of his head anytime someone brings up Yuri and Ice. What, Victor? Yeah. Oh, I'm the king, JJ. JJ style. No, not JJ. no wonder, sweet. 
<laughs> he hates JJ with a passion. Once Why? again, because he's Canadian. Almost no, it's because it's Mama Romiano. Almost. Wow. <laughs> fuck you. Wow. Wait, what? Once do you again, Mama Romiano <laughs> saves anime. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, so uh, one thing that I have always really particular about with um with anime um or any kind of fiction really is I really want the beginning to um introduce the world because i'm a stickler for world building i love world building um i definitely want the anime that i'm watching to show me at least part of the world but maybe not all of it i don't want to be introduced to all of it all at once because that seems like it's too much but show me you know a good example of what i can expect from your world <coughs> and the setting your story takes place in and i we've already mentioned it but i want to bring it up again judge's bizarre adventure part four Diamond yeah. is unbreakable. Is probably the, I, I love every part of JoJo to some degree. The fucking or another. turtle. <laughs> That's in part five. <laughs> I mean, there's a turtle. No, is no, it? no, no. There's a turtle in part four as well. JoJo saves I him. I swear. From punks. That's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Oh, Mister, I'm professional JoJo's. How did I remember that? <laughs> you didn't. I didn't even watch part four, bro. <laughs> wow. Anyway. <laughs> oh, I was about to say, part five also has a really great opening for an episode. Like, the way that you... Oh, it does. Like, the, the, the intro of Giorno walking in... in oh, fuck, which city was it? It doesn't matter. Italy. Just walking in the streets and, like, stealing <laughs> stuff and doing all sorts of, like, shenanigans or whatever. And also you learn about the, the, the mobs and you meet Bucciarati and you meet Koichi and how it's related to... Jotaro and that whole like overarching like it adds to the world itself feel uh, feeling that much more alive because it's connected somewhat to characters we know and love it does and you see the picture of Dio and you see the picture of Dio and you see a picture of the Crusaders it's so fucking good but no I wanted to point out part four in particular because like if you look at all the other parts of Jojo at least the parts that have been animated so far they all take place in a bunch of different settings I mean mm. you have part Part one, I mean, yeah, it largely takes place in the UK, but it's kind of in different parts of the UK. Um, you have uh, part two, which takes place um, in place. like Mexico, Central America, uh, again, and a, it, a scene in Italy. You have part three, which takes place in Southeast Asia, the Middle East, and Egypt. Uh, but then you have part four, which takes place. It's all contained in one city. Mori, and that Mori, first Mori, episode, Mori. it's in Morio. And that first episode does a really good job of introducing the setting of Morio. Like, it, it makes it seem like it's going to be a compelling place to investigate this mystery that's been going on about stand is. users being killed. Yeah, and it's great. And you, you see all these different places, and it's like these different, like, like, uh, like, Places of note, I suppose, like Angel Angela's like stone face that eventually becomes that. And it's it's great. It feels like a lived in place. It's awesome. And also, like even though the main villain of that of part four is not introduced in that first episode, if you pay really close attention in one scene in the background, you can see him walk by. <laughs> oh my god, that motherfucker! And that's the thing. Like it, the, the the great thing about part four is that you, it feels like this really lived in world because you see these characters that you've already been introduced to just walking in the background of some scenes, and they're not actually part of that scene. Yeah, part four is amazing. That's something that the first episode of of part four did so well in establishing the setting of of Morio and making it feel like a real place and a place you actually wanted to get to know. 
And like, I fucking love when anime do that, when they, they genuinely set up the setting that the story is going to take place in that well. So I, I just wanted to talk about part five a little bit. Do oh. it. This taste is the taste so of a liar. liar. <laughs> John, Giorno Giovanna. Giorno Giovanna. I, I fucking, I, just again, harking back to the whole fucking absurd shit. I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then also, and then the music too. Like, uh, Giorno's mm. theme is fucking fire, dude. Like, <laughs> I can't yeah, wait exactly. to see what they do for Jolene. Oh, it's going to be so I don't good. know. Actually, I I feel like the you're gonna really like the first episode of Part Six too. Uh, Winter twenty twenty two. I'm calling it. It's gonna be amazing. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, that's why I love Part. My Part Five is still my favorite part of JoJo's. But that's a big part of the reason why I love Part Four so much is how well it establishes the setting and the two main characters of of Part yeah. Four, like right from the get go, and so elegantly. Um, like it's you don't even notice yes. it. And and it, it very it very um, subtly introduces the mystery because you're not even sure. I mean, because in the first episode of part four, it's like it's framed around uh, Jotaro trying to find Josuke. But then you're very subtly introduced to this idea that stand users are being killed. Um, and it's not like it's not put at the forefront. It's it's almost like you're hearing it in in the background, like whispers of it. Yeah. Um, just in general, murdering this very quiet suburban town. You know, it's like, huh? Yes. Why? And, that, and it's great. It, it's such it, a it, good it, framing device for the entire part. It's like, hmm, it's this this quiet town is really chill and all, but there's a murder on the loose, and what's up with that? It, it's, it's so good. It's such a yeah. good hook. And that's that's another great thing, like to go along with establishing the world that I love in opening episodes. Introduce an interesting mystery, especially if that's going to be a central plot thread of of your story. Um, gr- the best example I can think of, although we know that the second season this anime turned out like shit, is The Promised Neverland. <laughs> like, the first episode of that show, oh my god. It's amazing. <laughs> that the had whole me hooked from the amazing. word go. The whole I first mean, season is absolutely amazing. It's really a shame what happened to the second season. Honestly, I think <laughs> yeah. that like the promised Neverland, the first episode, the best part of it was the directing and how well they like did the OST and the production and everything. Mm. Because like it's not really a twist. Like you see it coming. It's not it's like, oh my god, no way. Like, come on. It's kind of But it's the execution of the twist. The execution that makes it is really how good, it's though. It's not so much yeah. the surprise, yeah. it's just that it's really well directed and and produced. The thing it's about horrifying. it is you go in you go in knowing there's going to be a mystery, you go in knowing there's probably going to be a twist. You don't exactly know what that twist is going to be per se, but how you're introduced to it and how it it goes about like showing you how this fits into the world that's what makes it so good. And like you say, it's the directing, it's how it's it's how it's done, not what is done. Yeah. That's why I, I fucking love the first episode of Problem is Never. Never, I don't think I have ever been so committed so soon to say, yep, I'm going to watch this whole thing right now. I think within the first 15, 20 seconds, I'm like, yep, watching this whole thing. I have never seen Promise Neverland. I know how it ends because my girlfriend doesn't shut up about it. So <laughs> I think the first season is worthwhile. Oh, yeah, the first season. The first good. season is worth watching, but I mean, honestly, everything Stop past there. that reads the manga. <laughs> I've heard yeah. the manga isn't that great. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. I heard I the mean, manga is great. I just didn't bother with the second season. The moment I, people were like, nope, nope. I'm like, okay, I don't need to watch it then. 
No. I'll cherish the memories of the first season. Yes. That's the best way to experience it. (laughs) Speaking of cherishing the memories of the first season, man, let's talk about Tokyo Ghoul. Oh, God. So, oh, God. Yeah, that went to shit fast. So the one thing that I really like about Tokyo Ghoul is that so one thing that is really good to do in your opening episode is to do something unique. To do something that other shows don't do. Like in the volleyball anime, sports anime don't kill people. Do something unique. In Tokyo Ghoul, there's not a lot of horror anime that take things seriously. And for Tokyo Ghoul, I felt like the first episode, they took it seriously with the horror. And I especially love the scene where um, like Kaneki is having a change and he can't like eat regular food and he's just like throwing up the food. I thought that was such an interesting scene that like you couldn't get really anywhere else in anime. Like you're never going to get a scene like that. So I really liked how seriously they took the horror elements in the first episode and you don't get that a lot. Yeah. I would also agree because it's very impactful of a scene and it made me interested. I can't remember if unravel was in the first episode it was. I don't remember. Probably. Let's just say it was. <laughs> Which is an amazing <laughs> because I do... opening. Oh, yeah. Fucking Unravel was really good. And again, whole the music makes me stay. But no, the original premise with just Kaneki's, like, the first episode in the introduction is just really interesting. It's like, what the fuck is happening? Like, it is it going to be actually psychological horror? I was kind of afraid that it was going to be just, like, a gore fest, like, um, another. Yeah, that would have been shit. Because I, uh, I would have hated yeah. that. But... I mean, I hate Tokyo Ghoul for other reasons now, but (laughs) (laughs) that first episode. (laughs) I think even Tokyo Ghoul fans hate Tokyo Ghoul now. Most of the first season, (sighs) most of the first season is really fucking great, though. I think the first season started strong and ended strong. The middle, it kind of just. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I can't even talk about Rude A. I mean, say what you will about Rude A. It gave us Glassy Sky, and I'm not, I'm not mad about that. That was an amazing soundtrack. I, yeah it's a great soundtrack that's no also, redeeming quality about it also great like animation. fight scenes it just looked beautiful yeah. it just it just the plot was just a little all over the place it was a beautiful turd <laughs> that was, it was god i loved it <laughs> oh jesus uh so i guess another uh great way to to have a compelling first episode of an anime is to actually introduce your main characters in a very memorable way um i think like several- kill a kill Kill a kill. Um, I, pretty much anything that uh, Hiroyuki Imaishi directs. Yeah, he's great in, with the character introductions, honestly. Yeah, Kill a Kill, Gurren Lagann, Premiere. Uh, Gurren Lagann yeah. is such a good like opening episode because it, it like it sets up like like you don't even know like how what the scale of the story is gonna be like, but from the get go, like oh wow, we're gonna just keep pushing forward and just like discover this world around us and it's gonna be amazing it's gonna be fun and all these characters are super charismatic so it's gonna be great it's such a and our drill opening. will pierce the heavens mm. <laughs> De- definitely not a penis reference <laughs> no my great drill will pierce the heavens <laughs> oh, i'll pierce your heavens honey uh, listen <laughs> i hate it here <laughs> yeah but with kill a kill um one thing I really like is how well what I like about Kill a Kill is the breakneck speed and pace of the show. Mm. Like it's just very trigger esque, like very Inferno Cop, very Space Patrol Luluco, 
Like, I just fucking love how stupid it is. I like stupid shows. Inferno I realize this now Cup. that I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, we're just going to be super stupid and absurd, and we're just going to keep going at a breakneck speed, and we're not going to do recaps. Fuck that noise. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's Hiroyuki Imaishi in a nutshell. Like, that's how he, he creates. And it, it works really well. Yeah, I love how when Kill a Kill, like, I, 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 I haven't finished watching that first episode, but I caught, like, the opening of it. Uh, it that opening is amazing, and I love how he introduces uh, the main character. It's like, it's like, you see how crazy the school is, then you go past the school, and you see this lone student at the outside, and it's like, the transfer student, like, making a big deal out of it with this fucking camera work. <laughs> and then it's like, kill a kill, boom, you're into the show immediately. It's, it's, so, it's so much fun. Like, and that's another one, like, right from the word go, you're introduced to the, the stylistic uh, way that this show is yeah. done. Like, and it, it permeates throughout the entire run of the show. It never goes away, and I, I appreciate that so much. Um, yeah. Again, like, Gurren Lagann, like, you're, it, it, the way you're introduced to Simone and Kamina, like, <laughs> I could not ask for better <laughs> character introductions Dude, than that in an anime. I love Kamina so much. Yeah. Also, Yoko's Even Yoko. Like, yeah. the way Yoko comes in and she's, like, so fall down, it's, like, got this tiny framed girl with this massive fucking gun. <laughs> Oh, you got, I thought you were going to say something else. <laughs> well, massive titties, too, for a 14-year-old girl. Oh, oh God. God. Right we're getting... She's 14. <laughs> oh, we're God. getting FBI, uh, hello. Moshi, moshi, FBI. No, I look back at that, and I'm like, that gun she's carrying must weigh at least 30 pounds. Uh, it's a Barrett 50. It's more like 40-something, but, yeah. <laughs> but... Okay, oh, at know. least 30 pounds there's no way there's no way she can use that gun as well as she does well i mean it's freaking trigger in um imayushi's like we're just gonna be absurd and draw crazy cool things imayushi just lives in the rule of cool that's it that's all he does <laughs> yeah, yeah pretty much. like the does it look cool, cool does it sound much. cool is it cool i'm gonna fucking do it does it make sense fuck that i don't care also, it's kind of not as high energy, but like the like if like if we're talking character introductions, the introduction of like guts in Berserk, like this fucking guy yeah. with this huge ass sword just destroying everything <laughs> around him. It's like a fucking whoa, hunk dude. of iron. Pretty much. Yeah. Was it Dragon Killer? Dragon Slayer, was it, dude. Was that his fucking Dragon, Dragon Slayer? Slayer. Oh. Also, by the way, rest in peace, Kentaro Miura. Oh yeah. Oh for my sure. god. Yeah. You so and I, I've talked to John about this. We're gonna do eventually. We're gonna do an, an episode all about uh, Berserk and Mira. So yeah. Stay tuned, I, I don't know guys. when. I don't know when that's happening, but eventually. I really. I, I want. I hate to use someone's death to do this, but I really want to reread Berserk. Oh, it's so fucking good. Berserk definitely helps set up a lot of like dark fantasy novels. Yeah. Like, Looking at the time that Berserk released, there weren't actually very many dark manga out there. No, a lot of the ones that revolved around any kind of fantasy or magic were kind of upbeat. Yeah, they're all like adventure and like tr- basically trying to be Lord of the Rings. And then you have Berserk, which is like the darkest. There's a fucking <laughs> too yeah. angry to die. Literally, this giant grotesque monster is about to eat up this fucking lady and then a dude with a fucking cannon arm <laughs> with a giant fucking sword twice the size of his body and he's not even a good oh, dude man. he's not even doing it because he's a good guy no That's he's just mad he's, he's angry just mad. he's angry the character like guts's introduction in berserk is just perfect <laughs> oh i was just gonna say uh because i was gonna segue into 
art and animation because so that first episode of the anime is great but what i really love is the manga because mm. of how detailed everything is in mm. the manga like he didn't have to do that but he did and it makes it all the much better and even and in I the early chapters it's still so good yeah, yeah. And it really helps set the tone for that dark fantasy setting. Those, like you can, you Natai, can literally feel like you're there. Natai, you want to know what's crazy about that? Mm. That was made before I was born, and <laughs> oh I'm <my> old. <laughs> oh god! But I wanted to talk about art and animation as well because I know everyone's gonna roll their fucking eyes, but man. Did Sword Art Online have really good battle scenes? Oh my god, yes! It was so beautiful. I will, I will, I will not roll my eyes. At that I will say the first half of the first season of Sword Art Online really good, especially the first episode. The first episode of hook. Sword Art Online's yeah. first season was really good. It got me hooked immediately. It's a really yeah, good hook. I really like the um, Crossing Field by Lisa. Mm, I still <laughs> listen to that song. I John fucking the love Sound that song. I think. <laughs> The part of the hook of Sword Art Online is that it did do something unique for its time in that it was the first big production that used that premise. Um, mm. So like it was unlike anything else that we were that we had at the time. Stuck in a video mm-hmm. game. But I mean... No, gotcha, okay. Dot, Dot Hack did that but too. Dot right? Hack wasn't nearly as well produced. No, not mm. at all. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't the first, but yeah, it was the first like big budget version of that mm-hmm. like yeah, i mean yeah. you could say that like something like dot hack is is a similar premise but not anywhere near the budget well i just want to say like it's very rare for me to actually stick around because of art and animation like i like good art and animation because it helps set the tone in the settings but mainly it's just sword art online and fire force that i was just like i was drawn to the show because of the art and animation Girl, and nothing the else. The first minute of Fire Force where Shinra just like does some soccer guy in the train. Holy shit. That sold me on the show right there. That was like some of the most oh, it's epic animation. animation I've seen in like ever. Jesus Christ. Right? Bless David Production. Bless David Production. And that's one of the like the, the better, like more memorable ways, because it's something you see, right? Mm. Of of um, of an opening of an anime. It's just it's rare for me to actually care about that is all I'm saying. And I just wanted to mention that because mm. I didn't know if we were going to actually mention it. Cause out of all the shows on our list, that's the only two I can remember that I was like, Oh my God, I love these scenes. I mean, mm. very, and, very recently, like just for an aesthetic. Very recently. I mean, uh, Jujutsu Kaisen was released uh, and that mm. first episode's animation. I mean, for the most, actually for all of the season, the animation is amazing. Uh, but that first episode has like, Really terrific fight choreography and animation that really blew me away. Um, so I don't know, like from time to time, there will be like, because they tend to like have like a really fucking cool set piece for anime in general if it's like very action based uh, for shows that uh, like. So they'll put like, I think it was Kekai Sensen's uh, second season that they had a really cool action sequence for the first episode. Uh, but yeah, uh, I get what you're saying. Specifically, Jujutsu Kaisen did that for me like. Very recently, when I started watching it, really cool fight scenes. At I the should beginning. probably watch it. Like it's really I've heard good. A lot of things about. I've it. heard nothing but great things about like, this anime, so I don't know why I keep putting off watching. I'll tell it. you what. I'll tell you what. It's <laughs> it's weird. It's like it's it's the the most shonen you can be, but it trims a shit ton of fat, and it doesn't do anything exceptional in terms of like the story. It just the characters are really fun, and the animation is really good all the way to the end of the show like every episode has a really cool like animation in it 
whether it's a fight scene or just something really fun and cool on the side. It's just like I don't agree that it's like a masterpiece or something. I don't get that, but it just it is really fucking good. It really reminds me of like One Punch Man with how every episode you have like really cool fight animations. It's it's great. That's one thing that people keep saying. Like it's some of the best animated fight scenes. It ever is. Seen. It is. Uh, it's really fucking good. I I wouldn't say it's the best I've ever seen, but it is worth watching just for the animation. It's very good animation. No, but it's not even like the quality. It's how consistent it is. Every episode it is has very a really good like yes. fight scene. It's it's in, it's insane. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know if this necessarily counts as as art and animation, but when I went back and watched the um the remake that they've been doing of Legend of the Galactic Heroes. And I watch, especially having watched the entire original thing from back in the eighties and nineties. Um, I look at the CGI in that and I'm like, God damn, this hmm. is exactly, the, this is why they should have waited as long as they did to make this. Like, I love the original Legend of the Galactic Heroes to death, mostly because of its story. And they were really struggling to animate the type of story they were trying to tell back then. But I'm like, God damn, technology has caught up to them and now they can tell this story the way it should have been seen. And like the animation in that first episode of the remake is so good. It's definitely impressive for uh, someone like you and me who are already invested in the story and want to see a better version of it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because you've gone and you've watched the entire original series now, haven't mm-hmm. you? Like, don't you agree that they were they were like aiming well above their ability back then to tell the kind of story they were trying to tell? Yeah, like the, the they they couldn't portray the emotions on the faces because they the faces didn't move, and the mm. laser fights uh, were hard to fo- were hard to follow because um, the spaceships didn't move. So. <laughs> Yeah, in the in the original space battles, the ships never move. I like in the how the new series has like a three D projector model of what's going on in the space battle. So I'm like, mm. oh, I get it. I get what's happening. Yeah, that was something that just blew me away with the remake because like I'm already leery of remakes anyway. So I went into that with like, yeah, I'm just I'm really tempering my expectations because I I think that Legend of Galactic Heroes is one of the few genuine masterpieces that's ever come out of anime. And I'm like, mm, please just don't fuck this up. And I was very pleasantly surprised that they did. Honey, maybe before we die, they'll finish remaking it. Maybe. I know. Maybe. I mean, <laughs> it seems like they're going to take as long to do this remake as they did with the original. I'm pretty sure it's going to be longer because wasn't the original just like constantly airing? Um, well, it, it was done as OVAs. Oh. Um, the entire thing was an OVA series. I see. So I think it was like once a month or once every, or one, tw- twice a month maybe, they had new episodes. Yeah, but out. it was consistent. Whereas this is just like, whenever we feel like it, we'll pop one out. Yeah. Um, I mean, quality-wise, I can't complain what they're producing. Mm-hmm. To your comment about finishing before you die, uh, some people thought they're going to finish, per- like Berserk is going to end before they died and... Uh... Yeah, yeah. Let's. I that, I used to make that joke, and that joke's not funny. Uh, now, oh oh God! Oh no! Yeah, I, I remember. Not. I mentioned that. I was like, you know, in the last two episodes, we made that joke, right? Oh, <laughs> so uh... funny. <laughs> yeah, the last. Oh, the, well, not the last WTF, but the WTF we had before that. I made the joke that we're Mira's gonna die before we ever get Berserk finished, and that joke's oh. not funny anymore. I really just want to go take that episode down now. In, no, insert insert that guts theme from Berserk ninety seven. Just yeah. cry. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, oh man.
yeah, I mean, it's by no means the only one. I mean, the manga for High School of the Dead died before that got finished. Oh, that's true. That's true, yeah. Yeah, but that was a bad manga, so who cares? <laughs> hey, it was a good manga. It was a, good, it was a fun zombie story. It was the fucking boob. Wait, that yeah, was it was crazy. It was story? stupid. I thought it was just yeah. a no, era. Okay, it was, it was, a, it was more about titties than anything else, but... It was about how titties could fly <laughs> around and bullets could pass right through them without hitting the that's right. I mean, that's what I got from the show. Honestly, it, it was it was a huge mistake that the Mythbusters never tried that out. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. One of these days, I'm going to do like an Anime Busters thing, and I'm going to just put all these things from anime to, t- to task and see if it can actually happen. Um, oh my I feel God. sorry for the woman All right. that and has with that, uh, guys. Yeah, let, I think that's actually a good place to wrap this up. Um, so that's, that's our thoughts on what makes good uh, first episodes of anime. Um, if you have a, an anime that you love the first episode of that we didn't talk about, do be sure to let us know below and why you love it uh, so much. But with so that, fucking I'm much. Stop mm. Yeah, yes. <laughs> With that, I'm going to stop it there. Thank you all out there for dropping in to listen to us. Check the description below to find links to Anime Club, After Dark, on Twitch, on social media, and on Discord. Check out our merch store and our affiliate links as well. Any purchases you make there do really help us out. With that, I have been your host, Alex, and I will see you next time. Second night, everybody. Good night. My name is Yoshikage Kira. I'm 33 years old. <laughs> My house is in the northeast section of Morio, where all the villas are, and I am not married. I work as an employee for the Kamei U department stores. And I get. Okay, I'm done. You know what that was, John? What? That was a beautiful duang. Uh, I am gonna die. Chew. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>